Hey, this is Eka and welcome to my podcast where you'll probably hear me babbling for the most part while also making visions and dreams come alive. Join me in my journey towards having a hashtag growth mindset and being a hashtag visionary. Anyway, see you and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Eka Speaks Podcast. Here we are again with another episode and I am very much honored to introduce to you one of the many people that I know who has done great things and just recently she did some great things again then again but I'll let her do and share with us I'll share with us that story later but uh, please welcome our guest Reese the Tenacious. Ayan, Tenacious talaga. Hi Reese, thank you for accepting my invite in this podcast. Hello, thank you for having me on this podcast. This is such a new thing for me to do. It's interesting. Yeah. If you could only see her smile, what a beautiful smile Therese has. Okay, so to start a podcast, first of all, of course, uh, our listeners would want to know more about who Therese the Tenacious is. So would you mind sharing us how you came to identify yourself as someone who is tenacious? Okay, so I guess background, um, I've always been like a guinea pig in all my educational stuff, academics, so homeschooled all my life. And when I got to college, I was in a lot of startup or new curriculums that people didn't know how it would be like. And I always saw myself as like a learner, like a hard learner, that, that even if um, people didn't really mean to mess up, in the curriculum or anything, but I always took it as mm-hmm. a good sign. Like, it's okay, I can learn from this mistake. And I've always taken that on mm-hmm. as whenever I did something. And so I'll always say I'm tenacious because of that. Like I'm, I'm a good learner mm-hmm. and I always strive to do my best in things. Wow. I mean, I would agree because like what I said, you've done so many great things. And moving forward to that part of this podcast, of course, I want you to be able to share that. My question is, what is Therese's vision in life? Oh my gosh, this is so hard. This is a hard question. Even if I felt like you're going to ask it before. Um, I guess my vision for now... So just a background, uh, in college, I started I started um, a startup company called Kamulo. And it was about upcycling, uh, upcycling uh, industry waste. And at the same time, wow. I wanted to be able to provide um, women uh, livelihoods. And I guess my vision's always been uh, inclusive innovation or inclusive uh, inclusive growth to the point that the fact that um, whatever I do I didn't want I wanted to make sure that it didn't have any mm-hmm. byproducts or it didn't affect anyone bad anyone personally mm-hmm. bad so like yeah. did my products oh, cost waste where does where does these waste go to uh, so I want to make sure that I got my grounds covered. I can say that I didn't do anything wrong, but also I want to say I want to contribute to society in that way. So that's kind of like my vision yeah, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. 
very vague. Uh, amazing. But it gives me a lot mm-hmm. of room to to grow and find my direction in. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's not vague because you really want you you know what you want, you know, and um, what you want inspires the designs that you create. As um, just just to uh, let our listeners know, you are an industrial design alumna yes. from De La Salle College in Saint Benedict. Yeah, so um, just for everyone to know, the first um, time I saw Therese and heard about her works. I was just amazed by how um, not only is she very creative, but there's always a reason behind her designs. You know, like what you mentioned, you wanted to give women livelihood. You wanted to, um, I mean, one of the, I'm pretty sure one of the uh, inspirations of being able to save waste is, of course, for the environment. For the protection of the environment, and that's just wonderful because you know, um, not every, you don't hear that a lot in startup companies. You know, not everyone has that vision of, um, not not only focused on profit making, but also in protecting and having sustainable business. So that's really amazing theories, like what you're working on and the inspiration of everything that you do. So, Thank since you. you shared this with your vision, would you mind sharing us a few of your creations? I uh, a few oh, of your okay. creations that you've um, you've done. This is a podcast, right? So I'll be just describing my works. <laughs> so I guess the first creation. Yes, 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 something yes. Something that you can easily just search up is Kamula. So that's K A M U L O. Um, you can find it on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, it, I, it's basically just a design of a chair that I made using denim scraps. And the reason why we use denim scraps is because we wanted to use a material that was highly manufactured and thrown away easily. And fashion industry mm-hmm. being the second most, like highest industry to actually create waste. Uh, you wanted to work with fabrics. And I think what makes this unique is the fact that we use the scraps, we, we made the chair, it doesn't look like scraps, but also you can recycle the scrap, the, the chair again. And because you can recycle it again. And that limits or uh-huh. that closes or creates a certain product we call like closed loop product. So it's actually in the economy, right, when you buy a product, it's very lin- linear. You create it, you buy it, uh, you create it, you sell it, someone uses it, and they, they throw it away afterwards. But with this product, uh-huh. um, you can create it, use it, you can reuse it and just keep reusing it until you can just give it back to us and then we'll make another share again for someone else. And that creates like a closed loop system, making sure that our furniture or our products don't go to waste anywhere or anytime at all yeah that's mm-hmm. just one product um it's it, that's a, that's already a share with this the recent one. Oh, okay. share with this the so, recent one recent one was um i joined the filipino footwear design competition 2019 uh i designed yeah. a shoe a heel actually and it was inspired by power women or boss women and 
I guess my whole my whole mm-hmm. my whole I guess um, design design process was very vague at the time because I wasn't into shoes that then. But I just remember feeling how crazy the world was because I was designing it in during the pandemic. The pandemic was just about to start, and we were indoors already for yes. a few weeks, and. Just my emotions were raging on, and I wanted to find uh, peace in it. And so my inspiration was like I, I got inspired by just looking at water, just because I would when when I did my research, you'd see like waters raging, like rivers flowing, and you you can tell how angry it was, you know, when there are typhoons and hurricanes and hurricanes mm-hmm. and just people die <laughs> in that. But also, water can be, you know, you can find it in streams, you can find it in rivers, and sometimes in beaches, and that's actually very calming. And I just, I got inspired by that because it reminded me how you can go through all these things, you can go through all these emotions, either anger or peace or, yeah, you can go all through that, but there's it's still you and you can handle all things all of it gracefully and you can mm-hmm. still hold life in you the way water does and you can still protect yourself like water does and and it's so it's so weird but people don't notice that because for me water is so beautiful and, but it goes unnoticed a lot of times and I just took yes, that yes. in. I just took that. I just took that in and said, mm-hmm. "Okay, let me be water, and let me see, and and I want to see like how mm-hmm. how should I respond to the situation if I am like water, and mm-hmm. I guess relating it to being inspired by boss women was because I wanted when I designed the shoe, I wanted I had to imagine." Who the heck was wearing my shoe? Like, since I'm not so much of a fashion designer, my usual process is: who am I designing for? What are they looking for? And since the shoe is basically just the function is just to wear, I wanted to be it to I wanted it to have more of a visual impact. So I yes. so the character I created in my mind, the persona was. Uh, power woman or a boss boss girl because I can imagine her having to go through all these problems in life like handling like misogynists in Amazing. work yeah. uh, having to take care of children yeah, you know yeah. giving life to someone maintaining all of this feeling stressed but also handling through this peace and serenity being graceful and the emotions a person goes through daily just to have to juggle everything I wanted to say, hey, it's fine. It, we're all go. We're all going through this. You can, you can be you. You can embrace that. And if you embrace all these things, just taking one step at a time slowly. You, you, you're strong. You can be strong. You can handle all this. So, the basically the design was inspired by that. So I used a uh, pinia silk for the whole cover because just because it hasn't been used I haven't like I'm not I'm not sure if it's been used I've done my research but it's mostly images like I searched up Pinia Silk 
on heels mm-hmm. and it has never been done. So I decided to mm-hmm. use that. And the way I designed it like water is I really wanted to get the flow and translucency of water. Also, the shoe is very comfortable. If I should have brought mm-hmm. it here. Oh yeah. <laughs> for 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 me to see, right? Yeah. Um, and for our listeners to imagine. Yeah, actually, can I uh, can I get it? It's just right besides me. Is that okay? You, go, you can cut go, this, please. right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Got it. It was in my closet. <laughs> It's okay. I actually want this to be very. Oh my! <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's, it's blue. It's it's actually teal. In the camera, it looks blue, but it's teal. It's kind of green. Oh my! Ang ganda. Thank you. And the, yeah, you can you can kind of see your foot inside. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like kind of risque, you know. Like if people don't like. Ibang talaga yung itsura niya. Yeah, it, it's it's it really looks different. It's a picture. Mm-hmm. It looks much better when I see it like coming from your. I mean, guys, if you could see this right now, it really is beautiful. You can, I mean, you can search on Therese Spaman <laughs> on Google, and you're you're gonna see the shoe that she made. It's so beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know what? If there is anything that I took away from what the the design process, the inspiration, and everything that you that you said is that there is strength in vulnerability. Yes, it's just that these emotions, especially now in the pandemic, this is very um you know, relatable for most because we've gone through different um, phases in this one year of being stuck at home. And being on quarantine, um, there are people who just maybe have found their pace in handling their emotions, but some may have not, and are still um, facing challenges uh, or struggles in um, being able to handle themselves while being stuck in quarantine. So it's amazing to hear your design process and how you think, the inspiration behind your creations, because this is not every day that you get to talk with the Therese Paman, you know? Grabe, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a bit of bola, ha? Really, this is, it's not, it's not every day that you get to um, directly talk to a designer and a creator and just know how how they think and how they got their inspirations. You know, you're gonna uh, hear so much about their outputs and everything, but you don't. Re- it's really different when you hear it directly from them. You know, this intimate conversation is amazing. I love it. So since you've been in the industry, you know, the design industry for quite a while now, since you're already employed and everything, yeah. I could say that you've seen and have experienced um, different struggles in the process, different problems in the process. Would you mind telling me um, what are the struggles that you envision or that you know you will uh, face while going through the process of designing your creations mm. and how do you overcome these challenges okay Ooh. so i think i can I, I i really don't know what problems or i might handle i might face but at the moment the problems i'm handling now is as a 
designer in design industry in the Philippines is, I guess, being intimidated. Um, design in the Philippines, depending on what product you're designing, there might be like a gatekeeper. Like it's very gatekeeperish if you know the term. Like um, yes, majority yes. of the people in the in the industry sometimes if they don't like you, they won't let you in. You're just not gonna be part of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's, and yeah, yeah, I understand. And in fashion, mm-hmm. in in design, connections is almost everything. Like connections other than having the talents and skills. But yeah, connections is mostly everything because you get to meet people, you get to meet the manufacturers you need, you get to the media coverages you need. And so yeah, being, I guess, intimidated by those people. And actually, another thing is the problem or the one I'm actually just going through my head is how do I maintain a design identity? Because right now, mm-hmm. I think because of the the fruit of pandemic, a lot of people have been getting into a lot of startups. So mm-hmm. if you think I am like a blooming uh, designer in this industry, I know so much more people who have who have been have started already designing their own footwear, designing their own um, furniture, and. They're making it, and mm-hmm. I guess there's a tendency if you don't really believe in yourself so much to just lower your standards and kind of conform your designs to people. Because when when you say design, it's in a startup or in a business. That's only ten percent of the whole business. You also have to yes. consider the money, the the marketing aspect, the, the, resources. the resources, yes, the back and front end stuff. Design is mm-hmm. mostly just considered after all of that. But so yeah, like um just keeping your, your balls there and just holding on to your gut and saying, I will stand my ground. That's one of the challenges I think and I think I've been seeing myself going through now uh, to answer your second question like how do I overcome it well right now I think because of the pandemic my go-to or perspective to all of these problems is you know just, just keep swimming um, I was like I was before the pandemic I was so busy like I always had things uh-huh. I had to I always had somewhere to be all the time and uh, because of the pandemic, I learned to slow down. And now that I'm starting, you know, I just got a job. Uh, I'm starting to get more traction on media, on my shoes. Like I'm, I'm learning to just prioritize my time now. I think that's important because you can take so much projects. Like for me, I was into furniture. I had so much partnership uh-huh. with everyone. And then I had Chupa. And mm-hmm. just to the way I'm handling it, it's just to say yes to things and say no. No, like making sure that I have my own, I know my own limits. 
and be okay if I don't hit all 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 of my goals for the day. Like right now, mm-hmm. before I'll always schedule my project the next day. Like if someone asks me to do something, mm-hmm. I'll tell them, um, I think I can do it next week. Now, when someone asks me to do something like a project, I'll be like. Maybe I can do it in the in six weeks. Give myself time, mm-hmm. like a way to breathe, mm-hmm. understand how to handle this. Like I don't want to pressure myself to rush things, and mm. I think being slow and being understanding and being patient with myself is the key for me to get to do to achieve all my goals or whatnot. Just because. Because I don't have a partner, I don't have a business, I don't have to keep up. I'm keeping myself up. And I think the number mm-hmm. one or number two thing that you should consider when you always start a business is to keep going to yourself and going back to yourself and asking, how does this make you feel? Are you doing okay? If it's not, what what are you doing wrong? How can you fix this? Because the, mm-hmm. the, the goal of the game is not to run the farthest, the fastest, but to maintain a steady pace it's a marathon not uh-huh. a race some would say so uh-huh. yeah if, I hope I've been coherent <laughs> of my ideas yes, and yes. thoughts So, definitely you know what I am I'm just I just love listening to you kaya hindi na ako nagsasalita because this is your podcast this is your episode so we so your listeners just want to get to know you get to know more of how you think how you create and how you design and you basically as a visionary you know you have so many dreams you have so many visions in life maybe it's hard for you to answer these questions but right now listening listening from you i i know what you want i mean i can see what you want and i can see what you really want in life but before i um ask our biggest question for tonight i just want to apologize for the background noises that you hear did, did you hear it i heard some door was it the door yeah okay. because that's the struggle of being stuck at home And when you don't have a place where you record, someone was cracking ice downstairs. Okay. I was, oh my, I'm recording a podcast. Anyway, so my million dollar question for you, Therese, mm-hmm. is if there is a message that you would want to tell your future self, I mean, five to ten years from now, what would that be? Ooh, that's a million dollar <laughs> question right there, yeah. Um... <laughs> I think if I would tell myself something in the future, I would tell them, like, I hope you're happy. Like, I hope whatever the, your decision you make, like, I, I don't even know what I'm, what decisions I'll be making, but I hope that you're happy and that you don't regret what you've done. And if you don't know what you're gonna do, that's fine. Just, uh, Stay on course, be patient with yourself, and uh, believe in yourself. Because in a world out there, like that's the best thing you can do for yourself. Just keep believing in yourself. So yeah, I believe in you. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Yes, I do believe in you as well, please. And I'm pretty sure you're still and continuously gonna go through greater lengths and you know um, achievements. You're gonna achieve so much. 
continuously and you, while you are already <laughs> achieving a lot of things i know that you will still um be able to achieve your dreams and your visions in life i'm very proud of you and thank you so much for sharing everything that you've said in this podcast i wouldn't want i wouldn't um state them one by one because you've i'm pretty sure you've encouraged designers like yourself if ever there are designers who are listening right now especially those who are taking up their thesis probably someone like you before an undergraduate um in a, des- in a design school or whatnot this is the podcast if, if you're listening you listened in the right podcast this is this is literally what you have to hear because um uh, really what i realized and learned from you is that it's okay to be vulnerable It's okay to be a vulnerable person because that's what make, makes us human. And through these emotions, we become stronger. We become, if, if you discover yourself overcoming these negative emotions, then that's the time you discover that, wow, I just overcame these negative phases of my life. And that's, that's just amazing, right? So yeah, thank you so much, Therese. This so podcast much has been very... Me. Yes, very um, inspiring. Uh, so, yes, guys, this is the end of this podcast episode. And I hope you listen more to my other episodes with different types of people, different types of visionaries like Therese herself. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Paalam!